Holman, we've got a lot to get to in this show. I think we're already out of time. Like, I'm looking at the schedule. There's no way we can fit everything in. Thanks for uh, coming in today. All right, see you later. (laughs) Okay. Okay, wait. Before we get going. We should actually do a show. We should actually do a show, (laughs) yes. Uh, Is this 43? This is 43. What the what? I know. It's it's funny. Even though we probably just said, is this 42 last time and is this 41 the time before that? I don't know what it is. We're each, still getting it. We're still doing it. Each successive thing is like scary. And our <laughs> wives are still okay with it? Uh, your wife actually just FaceTimed you like five minutes ago <laughs> to buy a couch. She's like, well, since you're not going to go with me to the- Absentee uh, husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absentee husband, absentee uh, father, the whole thing. Me too. Although- that's not entirely true. No, you had some good family time this weekend. I had some great family time. I took yeah. my 13-year-old Quinn out to uh, the Johnson Valley. I believe that was with our listener, Clint, who actually uh, propositioned you in an email last week. It absolutely was. Clint and his son, Kyle, and their group of friends treated us to a great day yesterday out at the, uh, well, the same place where they do King of the Hammers. Johnson Valley Off-Road, uh, what do you call it? OHV? Off-Road, what is it? Off-Highway Vehicle? Off-Highway Vehicle, yes. <laughs> I don't know where you're getting the R from. You're messing your I don't know. Off-Road, because I want to say Off-Road, yeah. but it's not. It's Off-Highway. off-highway. Yeah, off-highway exactly. Vehicle. And we got out there at like, I don't know, 10 o'clock in the morning and stayed till almost 10 o'clock at night. And it was so much fun, Holman. And I know that you've been wheeling before, like actual wheeling, not like yeah. you and I in your Colorado ZR2. No, like low range and crawling over boulders and up waterfalls and all that. So we yeah. went up all that stuff. We went, I was in a Jeep vertical, straight Yeah, I saw vertical. some pictures. They were pretty And cool. it's on our Instagram, at Truck Show Podcast. Clint did not disappoint. So here's what I'm saying. We have lots of listeners out there. If you have a unique truck experience that you want Lightning, myself, or both of us to come along for a ride- just shoot us an email. We might yeah. actually take you up on it. You know what? It was so much fun. They were so hospitable and like we were moving boulders and we were out, you know, yeah. helping them get up the Trail rocks. Building, so yeah. If you guys, you know, there are a lot of people who have done this, but I would say the vast majority have not. Yeah. You guys have not done this. And if you can, if you have the opportunity to get in a, um, a long travel straight axle Jeep or some type of, you know, I, rock I don't crawler, know, low rock range. Crawler. Yeah. I mean, we were going where the guys weren't even hitting the gas. It was so low okay. geared. So that goes that, back to we had Will Beatty on from Center Force, right? And he was talking about the ability with their clutch to lug that engine down in low range. And so you saw it firsthand. First gear, low range. Didn't even have to touch the throttle. The thing was chugging up. This was up like, there. I was in yeah. a Toyota for a little while. Yeah. Like a 1985 Toyota. Oh, was Just, it fuel injected? Uh, fuel injected. So yes, that, with the Holly EFI. That's what we call the unicorn truck. So there was a crossover between 85 and 86. No, no, no. This He put the Holly in after the Oh, fact. okay, okay. As I say, so the unicorn truck is an 80, late 85 before they went from solid axle to uh, torsion bar independent front suspension where you could get EFI. And there's a small group of trucks right there. And so the 85 Toyota is like, the best of the solid axle trucks and the 86 was the best of the beginning of the EFI engines and so there's kind of that where those two meet is there's some very special trucks sitting out there so it was super amazing going up and it was a long bed in this particular okay. one and it was uh, it would do this truck cab was, this truck was beat to shit, but it was so much fun extended cab extended long bed? Ca- uh no 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 okay regular no, cab, so, long, yeah, bed. Regular cab long bed and it was able to go up stuff that some of the other trucks couldn't sure. well everything ended up getting over everything you know with some help whether we were winching or whatnot but i couldn't believe how capable and that that word capable that you use all sure, the time yeah, yeah. i don't use it all that often because it doesn't it's just not in my vernacular but these guys are like, no, this truck is capable, and yeah. they proved it to me. And, and you're going, we're how. driving up what? And they go, no, that's the trail right when there. When I was standing, you'll see a picture 
on our Instagram. At Truck Show Podcast. Of me and my son standing at, next to the one of the waterfalls. Yeah. That we went up and I, I, I don't, I still, I was in the vehicle that went up and, and you I still, still can't don't believe know it. how it happened. Yeah, right. It's pretty it awesome. Wild. Huh? And you're wild. thinking, no, no, no. These things drive down a road. A road that is parallel to the sky. Yes. And then you're going, I am now perpendicular to the sky and I'm still driving forward. I'm making forward momentum. And there were a few times that I thought I was going over to the right or yeah. to the left, that I was going over passenger side. Did they or... tell you, do not try and stop the car by sticking your the, arm out the, the window? First, number one rule they yeah. said is hydrate, always yeah. drink, you know, because it's course. the desert. Yeah. And number two is do never put your hands out the Ever. window. And I already knew that yeah. from off-roading. Was, do they have handles inside? A lot of car no. uh, trucks, they'll do None as of them part have of the handles. cage, will have like a BMX grip on it where... You hold on to that no matter what. Do not let go. Because what happens is your sheer- um, Your instinct is to yeah, put your hand out throw the your hand out and think you can stop this vehicle. And a lot of us have done it. I've done it. And I'm going, what, did I, what was I doing? I know better than that, and I've still done it. And Lots um, of people break arms uh, that way. Well, we didn't. And uh, no, we just. And I told my son just to sit on your hands, which is what oh, he there did. You go. Or actually, no, he was in a five-point harness. Okay. So he held he, on to his he, harness. He, yeah, he put his arms like X across yeah, yeah. his and chest. And held on to his belt. And held on to, yeah. to the belt. Exactly. Go. Man, it was so much fun. I had. We were out there all day, and we were just wheeling nonstop. Yeah. We forgot to eat. Like oh, just yeah. we're just out there. Fun. Like no, that's not true. Bit. We did have some uncrustables and some beer. But was that you supplied or Clint supplied? No, that was Clint's crew. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. They know how to party out in the desert. And so. Clint is a really good wheeler, but his son Kyle, second nature. Yeah. Second nature. So, and he and my son just hit it off. Like, they were joking and oh, the nice. whole thing. And they were, he was going up stuff that a lot of the other guys were like, we, everyone got up all the waterfalls and did everything yeah. except Kyle in his Jeep. It had a seven inch extended wheelbase. Uh-huh. He modified himself. Yeah, yeah. And he was, he was able to go up the alternative line oh. around the waterfall. Anybody or pull whatever. a winch line at all? Uh, yeah, three or four times okay. we did winch. Hey, by the way, no judgment. Don't fear the winch line. It's there for a reason. If that winch line cool. is going to keep you from damaging your rig, pull the winch line. There's so many people that are too proud. It's like, dude, you don't want to go home on a trailer all beat up. Pull the winch line. No, you have it was, on there for a reason. There was still carnage. Yeah. But the carnage was fun. Yeah. You know, right nothing on. broke. We Everyone got back to base camp, and it was it was a lot of fun. Very cool. So thank you to uh, Clint and Kyle and uh, and your whole crew for having us out, and that was, uh, that was a blast, and we want to do it again. thanks, guys, for... Uh, Giving Lightning a play date, then I didn't have to supervise. That was great. <laughs> no, you didn't. It was awesome. <laughs> Holman, before we start the show, I have a piece of audio I would like you to identify. Ooh, okay. Hold on. You Let ready? me put my listening ears on. Your headphones are already on your head. Uh, okay, then. <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> Here we go. Noisy. Don't guess yet. Let it finish. Not yet. I know what it is. You do? Already? What? It's a dyno run. Oh, it is. Yes. It is a dyno run. Okay. What vehicle was on the dyno? Is it an engine on a stand or is it a vehicle on the dyno? It is a vehicle on an in-ground dyno. Okay. So, it sounded pretty noisy in the beginning, so I'm guessing that there was, was the, a fan. the fans, the yeah. heat exchangers. Okay. Sounded to me like a V8. Mm, good. It was. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing diesel. Yes, indeed. Okay, so there's only a few different choices. There's only basically three out there. Okay. You have um, to choose one of them. Which is it? L5P. Negative, my friend. All right. That did not sound like a power stroke to me because I think it power wasn't. strokes have a very- It wasn't. Oh. Did you just find- uh, 
Titan XD with uh, a five-liter Cummins? Yes, it is a Nissan Titan XD Platinum Reserve with a Cummins diesel making a whopping 285.6 horsepower and 466 pound-feet to the rear wheel strapped to a dyno at Hardway Performance in Florida. Nice. All right. Here's why that dyno run is significant to me, personally. Yeah. Because I know Sean and Ryan Milliken. Yeah. And this is a really well-revered Cummins shop making yeah. huge. They make huge horsepower. On the straight sixes on the B series. Uh, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. They're they're B series guys. And Sean bought one for his wife recently. No way. And he's like, she didn't even know that she needed it until I bought it for her. So oh. to me, it speaks volumes that a hardcore big diesel guy yeah, is would. all about the XD. Well, and it's also interesting if those guys know the secret sauce to the straight six that they're adventuring out into other Cummins platforms. Right. right. I I've, I still don't think that the Five liter has shown what it's ultimately capable of. I know that the block is incredibly strong. I would love to see more runs like that and see what people are pulling numbers wise because uh, I think I think there's a lot of untapped potential that exists in that platform. And the XD is super overbuilt. I know people go, oh, the XD it, it only tows twelve thousand pounds. The reality is, what do you mean only? Or exactly right for the average guy. But for the guy who's talking about three-quarter ton truck, that truck was made to kind of fit that white space. If you don't really want a heavy duty, but you need more than a half ton, that's sort of where the XD fits in. But I have towed with that thing up to, don't tell Nice on this, they're not listening, right? No, no, they don't Uh, listen. Like 14,000 pounds. Okay. Absolutely no issues whatsoever. The truck is way overbuilt, has a lot of brake to it, has more than enough power to it. Yeah. Here's a question for you, though. Did it have a decked system in the back? Uh, no, it did not. Oh. Uh, however, <laughs> I d- am aware that a deck system will fit. Yes, it will. <laughs> it will indeed. All right, guys. So if you're looking for uh, a truck, you're looking for something that has an incredible warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles, the Nissan Titan is something you should seriously take a look at. And you don't have to do the diesel. You know, you can get a V8. Yeah, the gas 5.6 of V8. Anybody goes down that I've talked to, and we've had a lot of listeners email us and say, hey, I went down to the Nissan dealer just to check out the truck and was really impressed. I think people don't expect the truck to be as good as it is. It's a great truck, a great value, a great warranty. We just posted, we recently uh, put the deck system in the back of our Truck Trend NV2500 van, mm-hmm. and that story is on trucktrend.com. So if Ooh, you nice. are interested in seeing what it takes to install a deck system, we have a step-by-step uh, tech story out, and so kind of gives you an idea of how the the system is constructed and uh, and what it looks like uh, all installed. So if you're interested in Decked, Decked.com. You know what we haven't done yet? What? Started, Started the, the show. show. Yeah. <laughs> the Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with the Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show, the Truck Show, the Truck Show, oh, oh. It's the Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. I've got some more audio for you that I want to play here. Uh, I don't think you've heard this yet. You mean for episode 42? Uh, no, episode 43. 43! Yes, we're oh 43 gosh. already. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Uh, let me cue this up. Where is this audio? It's over here, and let's go here. Let's push this button here. It's a new jingle. I don't know if you've heard this yet. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Hotline! <laughs> <laughs> you have heard it. I have heard it. Could you help it. me record it? <laughs> that was, it sounds horrible. It is uh, it's horrible. <laughs> I don't know that I'm happy with it. I'm, I think it works for today. 
Let's try it again. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Hotline. Hmm. Wait, hold on a second. Could this possibly be the five-star hotline? Yes, it is. Lightning, Holman, Nissan, and Decked. I happen to be a Truck Show podcast subscriber from the very first episode. It's been over 20 years since I bought my first truck. It was a very nice 1987 Ranger Extended Cab XLT High Rider FTX 4x4. I realized in a very short amount of time how on earth did I ever live without a truck. Then came two more Rangers, a Jeep Wrangler, and two F-150s. But since that beginning, my trucks have helped me do more. Plus, road trips are better enjoyed when one can actually see over all the concrete barriers while driving along. That said, your podcast is very much like a truck, like a trusty tool. The Truck Show (laughs) podcast is capable of helping us all feel better connected to our own trucks. And it has helped me to realize just how much my trucks have become part of my lifestyle and how trucks themselves have also helped to shape who I am. And I didn't even realize it until the Truck Show podcast. Thanks, guys. Wow. That was the best first message ever. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So that's, uh, wow, what a way to start, Tim. uh, Listener Tim, thank you. Don't even know what to say with that message. Let's uh, roll on to the second one and see if there's any more listener gold. Um, This one may not be as strong. Truck Show Podcast, what you sipping? (laughs) Oh, Matt from Bone Park. Sorry, I just finished um, my walk. And uh, (laughs) other than the Hilux... No, what was it talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Hino. Hino Toyota. <sighs> Anyways, um, what I was talking about. Wait, what? Tents. They come for flat rate. No? When you flag, five tenths, half an hour, point three, patch tire. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know, Lightning. It's not radio. It is blue collar shit. Yeah! Blue collar? Oh, I apologize. Uh, I love you because I've read your magazines. Buddy from Texas, mini trucker. I'm from LA. Never got into it. But, um, <laughs> later, dude. Okay, there's a lot to unpack yeah. there. Hold on. He called back. <laughs> uh, I don't know what he was talking about. Uh, okay, so I, I'm going to, uh, I, I speak his language. Okay. I what have, language is it? I don't know, but okay. I have plenty of friends. Uh, and, and so what I'm going to say is, he was basically agreeing with me on my five-tenths and uh, nine-tenths and all that. that oh, we, is that what that yeah. was about? But it sounds like he may be a tech working for an O-Week company, so probably Toyota, I'm guessing. Okay. And so he was talking about flat rate, which is uh, when you do certain uh, jobs at the dealership, it's not how long the job is. It's only you only pays a certain amount. So flat rate, 0.5 okay. is half an hour. 0.3, patch a tire, which he sort of <laughs> went off his own scale on that one, but I get what he's saying. Uh, I, I have to say clearly- the best part of that voicemail was when he said that it was, uh, you may not understand because it's not radio, yeah. but it is blue collar shit. Yeah. I understand it. It's blue collar. <laughs> I like it. I, I'm, I'm going with, uh, that's, a, that's a strong uh, follow-up with our uh, listener, Matt. Matt well, I appreciate that. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Hotline. 657-205-6105. 657-205-6105. It's our brand new five-star hotline. Hey. Give us a buzz. And we know you guys are commuting and listening in your cars. Put it in your phone. Save it in your contacts. If you have something to tell us, something you saw on the highway, a story, anything truck related. But don't be so high. 
<laughs> Holman, we're finally into the part of the show where you tell us about your trip to Morocco. How did that go down? Why were you there? And what? The what? The what? So, uh, Morocco. Do you like my questioning? What the what? Freaking awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's horrible. You're, uh, you're definitely off your game and as awful as normal. Okay, good. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> so, have you ever seen, I don't know, like uh, the Sahara Desert? I have seen with, it in movies. Okay, and, with yes. like 2,000 foot tall, you know, sand hills. I picture it as looking like Glamis, California, but bigger. That's exactly where we were. Okay. So envision us flying to Morocco. Did you see any mummies? I went to Mummy Mountain. I don't. Oh, you went to the mountain that was in the movie Mummy. Correct. Oh, okay. And, and I saw lots of camels. Okay. Hundreds and, and hundreds of camels. And did they spit on you? They spit on uh, our good friend David Page from Fluid Peak Club. <laughs> um, they okay. they don't give you any warning. It's not like uh, the hippos at Disneyland that uh, wiggle their ears or anything. The camels just go, and really? that's it. Yeah. What what pisses them off? Nothing. Oh. Literally, you'll be hi camel. Oh, you know. Oh, really? And yeah. They're, they're and is it like a loogie? Yeah, it's just gross. I don't recommend getting spit on by a camel. But is it is it is it is it just liquid or is it like is it like I, didn't, a, I did not inspect like it. an oyster? Nope. nope, I had no issues with camel spitting on me. They uh, they all like me apparently. Okay, um, but yeah, so I was there because Nissan has a light commercial vehicles division, and about a year ago, all the light vehicle divisions from around the world have one global organization within Nissan now, so that they can do de- best practices and they basically oversee all the body on frame pickup trucks, vans, and SUVs across the globe. So Nissan thought, hey, why don't we take one vehicle from China, one vehicle from Southeast Asia, one vehicle from, uh, from Europe and the Middle East, and one vehicle from the United States, bring them over to a location that's pretty cool in the world, and then we'll have journalists from all over the world come and drive them. So it was really the first time that I got to drive platforms outside of the U.S. that uh, that Nissan has. So I and will of... you be writing a story that we can read later yes. in Truck Trend, or yes. will this be better than the story you're about to write? This will probably be better than the story. <laughs> It'll be uh, in Four Wheeler and in Truck Trend. Okay. And uh, and so we drove. There are four vehicles there. There's our U.S. Titan, which was massive over now, there. Now does it kick everyone else's ass? Uh, in in Africa, yeah, yeah, well, everybody's I mean, yeah. like, "What the hell is that thing?" Okay. And of course, you and we'll get into an interview later. But you know, the European journalists were like, "We don't have anything this big," and so it was really interesting to get their perspective on driving such a big vehicle, and especially off road. And then we had the uh, Patrol, which uh, you will be familiar as the uh, Infinity QX or the Nissan Armada here. Oh yeah. But the Patrol, this one came from Dubai, was a real Patrol, and so it had all the Wazoo suspension on it. It had the locking differential in the back. It had, you know, different things in the chassis. When they brought that platform over here, it was never it was designed to be a luxury SUV, but it wasn't really designed to go off-road. So this is the first time that we have gotten the full off-road version. Yes, you can take Armada off-road. Yes, it does really well, but it lacks the skid plating and it lacks the rear locker and some of the things from, from the patrol. And then we had the Nissan Terra, which is a body-on-frame, three-row, seven-passenger SUV. Think of it as a modern-day Nissan Pathfinder. Oh. Not the Pathfinder we have that's like a minivan. Okay. But like what the, you know, the spiritual successor to our Pathfinder we grew up with. Body-on-frame, very capable off-road. And then we had the Nissan Navara, which is my favorite, which is their frontier everywhere else in the world. And so it was a mid-sized pickup, 2.3-liter twin-turbo diesel, very cool. And so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. And how was your experience overall? Because, of course, I haven't been to Morocco. I don't know what I would what? even you, expect to see. You haven't gone to Morocco? Uh, no. I think that uh, <laughs> probably very few of our audience listeners. Uh, uh, it was be. pretty amazing. You know, Morocco is this really interesting part of the world where um, people are poor, 
by our standards, but yet they're happy. And so they don't really know. I don't know if they really know they're poor, but their life seems- are they in bliss? I don't know that they're in bliss either. What's interesting is all the houses are half built. Okay. Apparently- It sounds like Cabo. If you fit, there's a lot of things that feel like Cabo, Cabo San there. Lucas. Yes, what's fascinating all the though, hotels are half is, built in Cabo San Lucas. Well, in Morocco they're half built because there's a tax apparently. So if you finish your building, you get taxed on it. So everybody does like two thirds completion and leaves some rebar stand, sticking, and up. then just lives in it. But what's amazing is the streets there, for, in the main drag that the government's responsible for, are smoother than Detroit. They're the nicest, smoothest streets ever. Now, in the little towns where it goes to dirt or broken pavement, it's definitely sort of third-worldy. Okay. But here's what's fascinating. You'll be 20 miles out of town in the middle of the freaking desert, nobody for miles, and there's an encampment of nomads. And the nomads are weaving you know, uh, uh, rugs and, and selling their wares as tourists come by, and the, right. the kids will come running to you, and they say, lock your doors, or the kids will hop in the car with you. So I, at one point, unlocked my door, and they said, are you locking it? No, I'm unlocking it. I want the pure Morocco experience. <laughs> and uh, so we met a lot of these kids. But here's what's fascinating. All these people, regardless of where they live, yeah. have cell phones. Oh. And so out in the middle of nowhere, we meet this guy who was selling fossils. And apparently a big thing there is they sell fossils to tourists. I don't know if they're real or what, but everybody and their mom is selling fossils to tourists. Okay. If that, if not that, it's like rugs and scarves and stuff. <laughs> How do they have so many fossils? But here's what's fun. I don't know. There must be like be... a central fossil depository where like it's like, a, I don't know, Avon or something where they give you a bunch of fossils, you go out in the world, sell them, and then you report <laughs> back. But one of the guys, he pulls out his phone. He's like, oh, be my Facebook friend. So they have cell phones and they have Facebook, but they're living out in the middle of like nowhere. <laughs> There's a lot of French influence, so they speak Arabic and French. A uh, pretty decent amount of them will speak English, uh, but the French influence is great because they have great pastries, and I'm all about pastries. So yeah. uh, their food there, the breads and pastries and breakfast stuff is all awesome. The rest of it, mm, mm. a little bit of an acquired taste, and we weren't allowed to even brush our teeth with the water because they didn't want us getting sick. So we had to bottle water anything we were drinking. Did or- you eat anything gross? Uh, I didn't ask what I was eating. Oh. Uh, I, you know, some of it for me personally was marginal. Okay. Um, no, when you say marginal, as just bland or gro- or, or like I just, heebie-jeebies where your no, spine no, no. shivers. No, 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 nothing like that. It was just, it was like, it, I wouldn't go back for seconds. I okay. ate it. I experienced it. Okay. Um, a lot of chicken, a lot of really overcooked beef, mm-hmm. ton of vegetables. We actually mm-hmm. were in a part of Morocco that has a river going through it. No if, eyeballs? No eyeballs. Nothing okay. weird. Nothing weird. There wasn't anything weird. No Although tongue. there was a whole bowl of these- I'm just uh, making stuff up. I have no uh, idea. No, there's this whole bowl of uh, chickens <laughs> and we were pulling out you know, pieces of the chicken to eat. Mm-hmm. There's the breast and the leg. And then it was like, ooh, what's this? It was the gizzards were all thrown in with the chickens. And I'm oh. glad I didn't stumble yeah. on that on accident. Um, but yeah, so they, they grow a lot of their own vegetables. They have really good produce there, believe it or not. It's pretty, uh, pretty remote. We had to charter from Madrid, Spain over there. And, uh, while we were there, there's a 20 year rain. And so, uh, it was very mild. It was like 65, 70 the whole time. We had one day of sunshine. A 20 year rain. Yeah. Which means that that was the most rain that they expect over a 20 year period. Oh, okay. So we were doing river crossing and swollen rivers that weren't there when they planned out the, uh, the, uh, the, the route, okay. and so all the trucks did great because they had to improvise, and there were spots in the river that were too deep or fast-moving or their construction crews trying to rebuild the roads, so we had to go down river and find a place to cross, and so it was just uh, an adventure. It was a, a, a pure adventure. Wow, okay, well, let's catch up with you in Spain. All, all right, right, this is Holman, and I'm standing here in, uh, I don't know, the middle of Spain in an airport. Are and, we in Paris? Are we in Madrid? Where are we? And who, who do I run into? <laughs> totally unplanned, of course, is... Brent Hagen, Nissan Trucks. Wait, Brent Hagen, the same Brent Hagen that I just saw you at uh, Vegas a couple weeks ago, right? A couple weeks? Has it already been that long? My goodness, feels like yesterday. Yeah, no kidding. So uh, what are we doing here? 
Uh, we were about to go on uh, another Titan adventure. We're going to go out and have some fun in the desert. So uh, we talked about this on the show, that I was going to be heading out to lovely Morocco in uh, North Africa, and that we were going to be part of a Nissan International Truck Program. And uh, we have our contingent of Americans here, and we're at the airport, and we're about to board our charter flight to Morocco. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to go out to Morocco. It's called uh, Go Anywhere Program, and it's just around all the Nissan light commercial vehicles, which the Titan and the Frontier and the Armada of one, are one of those. And we're going to go out and experience all that Nissan has to offer in our light commercial vehicles, both in the U.S. and globally, in a pretty awesome location. Are there any uh, right-hand drive vehicles out there? Ooh, yes, there absolutely are. Sweet. <laughs> so my favorite story about uh, right-hand drive vehicles is uh, being in New Zealand for the Jeep uh, Wrangler JL launch. And of course, we were in um, left-hand drive vehicles in a right-hand drive country. So I was in the passenger seat on the wrong side of the road. And so every once in a while, we'd throw our hands in the air and watch drivers on the, coming the other way freak out. <laughs> so we won't. I, I promise not to do that uh, in, in Morocco. Actually, you can do that in Morocco. We're going to be in the sand. There won't be any lanes. You, it, there won't be anybody around. It won't, nobody will notice. I don't understand that. You're throwing your hands in the air. Because I was on uh, the driver's side of the vehicle. Yeah. And so as the New Zealanders were coming... It looked like I should be driving, but we were in left-hand drive vehicles. Oh, I see. So like your, oh, yeah, I like you. I'm like, throwing my hands in the air, and they would like... Like, like it's on autopilot or something. Yeah, right, yeah. okay. We're going to have a lot of fun toys out in the desert, uh, and, and we might have some truck races, but uh, I challenge you to a camel race. We're going to have to do a camel race. All right, if we can do a camel, uh, camel race, I'm in. <laughs> 100% in. Ooh, I found a cool sound effect that you captured here. Hold oh, on. yeah? Yeah, listen. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Do you hear it? Whoa, what in the world? You know, I'll tell you in a minute. I don't even know what I just heard there. Wait, let's do that again. All right. Hey, hold on. Okay, so that's standing over the hood. Right, over the engine bay. Okay. But what just happened there? You lowered the hood? No. Why did it get all grumbly? Because that's the snorkel. Oh. The factory snorkel. Did you put the microphone in the snorkel? Yeah, that was the induction <laughs> noise of the, of the snorkel. And then, of course, their exhaust noise. And then, So what that is, is Nissan has a really bitchin' 2.3 liter inline four twin turbo diesel. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, about 188 horsepower when converted over the US specs. Super cool. Yeah. Very, uh, very fun to drive. We'll get into that here in an in interview or two. All right, so here I am sitting in Morocco, day two, uh, with my driving partner, Emmy Hall, who is uh, quite possibly one of the uh, most badass ladies. In, uh, in all of off-roading. She uh, has quite the uh, credentials. She off-roads. She has uh, won the uh, Rebel Rally and come in the uh, top five in the Gazelles. And uh, so she's got some pretty decent acumen. And you, people might know you from your CNET Roadshow stuff, right? Yes, people might know me from being the obnoxious talker on CNET Roadshow. So. Or currently on the Truck Show Podcast. <laughs> I know. I'm so stoked. I've been trying to get on your show forever. Oh, that's why you asked if I wanted to ride with you? Yeah, because I figured it would only help my career if I could be on the Truck Show podcast. <laughs> All right, well, we are helping careers. Uh, not not our own, but we're, we're trying to help other people's. Uh, Do we help careers? I don't think so. I don't think I don't, so. I think this is a black mark against we anybody who's on the show. We might 
hinder careers. Why we are hindering our own? Yes, we are. Uh, and and behind us is our uh, our buddy Kevin Raftery from uh, from Nissan, and we are sitting in one of the few American vehicles here, which is the uh, Nissan Titan. That's right. We are in the 2019 Nissan Titan, and I too am looking for a career boost as well, Sean. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate you having me as, as well. We uh, we've had Brent on about 400 times, and uh, so I figured we should spread the love. So uh, yesterday was awesome. Yeah, yesterday was cool. Yesterday was great. It was such a good introduction to the terrain of uh, of Morocco, and also I finally got to drive in Navarra. Seriously, like that was the thing I was the most excited about. So we have Nissan Titans, obviously U.S. spec. We have Nissan Patrols, which are legendary, especially in the Middle East. But these are actual patrols. These are Middle Eastern patrols, which is just like our Armada, except better, better uh, suspension, kind of like the Infiniti QX. But they have rear lockers. Better, and... yeah, better than the, the Infiniti QX is. I mean, it's a fine vehicle for what it is. But these are actually made to really do some off-roading stuff. And we were hustling down dirt road. Yes, yeah. yeah. We we did some serious. I mean. In, in everything, so Amy and I both having some off-road racing experience, uh, we were pushing the vehicles yesterday, and it was awesome. And if you kind of want to know what Morocco is like, it's this odd mix of like Baja, Utah, Arizona, and California deserts. It's rained recently, so we've had some water crossings yesterday, and all the ground is, was wet, so not too much dust, but man, what... Were you parched right here? Because there's, oh, th- there's a lot of... Oh, dude, it was so... I mean, it, it was like, it was... The ground was wet from rain? Yeah. Nothing. I mean, the humidity was zero in the air. Oh, like, really? <laughs> and you have to remember, we could only drink from bottled water, right? Okay. Like, So it was like, if you didn't have a bottle of water handy, you weren't drinking. Okay. So it was like- uh, So were you like Skeletor? You were just like all, <laughs> your, your face was all shrunken in, you couldn't get any moisture? Yeah, water! Off to the sand dunes. Yeah, so today we're going to have an awesome day of some hard pack stuff. Um, it should be kind of rocky down here on the eastern part of the track that we're going to. Um, and then we'll cross through part close to some cities like Rizani. But once at the end of the day, we're going to go down to Eric Chebi near Merzuga. And these dunes, we go through these dunes in the Gazelle Rally, and they are so amazing. It's bigger than Glamis. Glamis? Glamis. I say Glamis. 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 Um, so they're they're bigger than Glamis slash Glamis. No one has ever called it Glamis. <laughs> I know. A Glamis is something I used to throw at the back of my uh, Spanish teacher. Oh, really? Because you know, yeah, I, like I, uh, take a, I would take a, you know, like a paper towel or something, yeah. and then you would wet it and you'd throw it at him, and that's a, that was a Glamis. No, no, no. I hacked up a Glamis once. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, okay. I did. Um, and the the way that you navigate them is they've they've got like these, um, you know, five or six like clusters of really really big dunes and then there's little <laughs> dunes in between so it's but, but this is like the quintessential like if you think of african sahara sand dunes yeah that's basically where we're going to drive today yeah exactly and they're so much fun and because it's rained it should be a little bit easier to get through them because it's gonna be a little bit more hard pack and right now it's pretty cool um the temperature gauge here is says 11C. We're not in Fahrenheit, but I think that's like 60. Yeah, it's say? probably about 60 outside right now. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So not, it's, not too hot. Yeah, so it's not going to get too hot out there. So we get to those sand dunes in the afternoon, but because the weather's so cold, um, it should be a lot easier. I don't think, depending on how you drive, I don't think we'll get stuck too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, whoever whoever gets stuck gets to push. That's the uh, that's the rule in this car. All right, uh, and then the passenger in the back, obviously, because uh, you know they need to they need to pay their dues. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about what else is here. So we talked about the U.S. spec Titans, the Middle Eastern spec patrols, the uh, European spec Navaras, which is super exciting because not only do they have the standard Navara, but they have this uh, 
a, a, I guess a partnership, a collaboration with Arctic Trucks, and they have one called the AT32, which if you think about it, is similar to our ZR2 AEV Bison uh, on the Chevy side. It's available in the Nissan dealership. It's got a rear locker, a no, slight front lift. Locker. Front locker, rear locker, skid plates, 32-inch tires, and it was a blast to it drive yesterday. It was so much fun. That was definitely my favorite one. You get in it, and you're like, okay, this is so much more like... I mean, the, the Titan is really nimble for its size, but you get in that and it's got just the right size. It's the right size for off-roading. And it was so nimble and smooth and the, the way the shocks are tuned. We had a great time. Like Yeah, it was, it was good. I would have liked like a little bit more wheel travel. Where's she from? San Fernando Valley? Uh, Frisco. Oh, Frisco? Yeah. Oh, see, that's what it is. Remember we had this conversation about uh, like and so, and uh-huh. she's got all that going on. Uh, she's, she, yeah, absolutely. she's a tech reporter. She's the tech reporter that I think brought so back. Do you think so? I think she's one of them. Should we have her back on to explain herself? I think we should have her on. <laughs> she literally has been bugging me. When do you want me on the Truck Show podcast? I'm like, eh. I would love to actually <laughs> I love Emmy. Emmy's awesome. I, we would love to chat about trucks, of course, yeah. but I need to know about the word so. Why everyone in the Bay Area started the whole world we, answering every sentence with the word so. We should have her back. And uh, and honestly, she is a is a well-traveled uh, automotive journalist, knows her stuff, very good off-road driving, um, and just a freaking like... On all all the time, hundred percent of the time, ball on. of energy. Yeah, I absolutely, yeah. But otherwise, I mean, it handled everything we we yeah. threw at it. it Whomped really well, and then we have, uh, and also we we're driving diesels, which is really awesome. And then we have the Terra, which is a Chinese produced SUV, also available in Southeast Asia, like the Philippines. Um, it'll be available around the world. It's essentially a body on frame, midsize SUV. It's it's the Nav- it's on the Navara platform. By the way, the Navara has a five link rear suspension, which is awesome, and the. Uh, the Terra is a three-row, seven-passenger SUV based on the Navara, and uh, also, <laughs> you know what else has a uh, five-link rear suspension in the midsize truck market? Uh, Only no. one truck. Yeah, which one? Ranger Raptor. Oh, uh, so it's pretty cool. I didn't know that about the Navara, and then to drive it, it was like, oh, this is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, what? Are, how much of this Navara is going to come onto the new Frontier? Are we going to get the front locker on the new Frontier? How about these new? How about this interior? We really like these LED headlights. Is all this going to come on the Frontier? Ha ha ha! And they're like, you need to shut up. Yeah, they they weren't having any more of us. We were you and I were basically ugly Americaning it. <laughs> no, um, no, you were ugly American. No, I, no, no. I, I'm Australian on this trip. Remember? <laughs> all right. So, uh, so we're about ready to, to uh, leave the hotel here. By the way, uh, our hotel is the uh, Zaluka Casbah. So uh, the joke has been. No. Yeah. Really? That's the name? The Casbah? The Casbah. You stay the Casbah. So uh, the joke has been rocking the Casbah here in uh, Morocco. You Freaking know amazing. hotels are called Casbahs, though? I have no idea. No, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, if you look around, like. Does Casbah mean hotel? I'm pretty sure, yes, it does. All right, well, then uh, <laughs> that that fell flat. Um, all right, well, let's start this thing up right. and, uh, and, and get going on day two. We have. Oh, I love the 5.6. That's such a good engine. <laughs> we got a long day ahead of us. I think we have, it's like a 10-hour day of driving. And... Oh, my God, 10 hours with you in this truck. Oh. Uh, by the way, you chose me. That's your fault. <laughs> so uh, we'll make the best of it. Did you smell up the cabin from, uh, you know? The you food? Know, yeah, was it you or the food? or uh, it's like? There's a joke in there somewhere that mm-hmm. uh, was promised to only stay in the car. So just, it is what it is. No, what are you talking moving about? on. No, you got it. What? There's a joke that happened in the car uh-huh. that you can't tell on the oh, podcast. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, 100. percent Emmy Hall's listening now, and she's laughing because she knows. We will just leave it at that. I don't. That's not fair to our audience. I I know, but it is funny to us. It's not funny to me. I don't know what the joke uh, is. I know. So just well, keep, then why did you? I'll tell you. I'll up? tell you off the air. No, <laughs> we don't want to do that. Uh, so and you can't. Can people email for the joke? 
No, because nope. that'll be in print. Yeah, no, can't do it. <laughs> oh, man. So it's, is it off color? Very. Oh, really? Yeah. I really want to know now. <laughs> All right, so uh, here we are in the uh, the vehicle that we've wanted to be in, and we finally made our destination, and that's the Sahara Sand Dunes. Yes! And we're at, uh, we're at the Ergs. What's an Erg? An Erg is a dune, so we're at Erg Chebby. And we were at uh, crossing, uh, we were crossing weeds. Weds. No, weds. 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 Not wets. O U E D. Right? Yeah. Okay, so wed is a riverbed. Correct. And an erg is a sea, uh, a sea of sand, is, is what they what is, is that what Sea they of said sand, yeah. yeah. So, you know, the Truck Show podcast uh, teaching you another language. I, I didn't. I, no, I don't need to know other languages. <laughs> Thanks. Sea of sand, yeah. So it's like an uh, iceberg without the ice or the bee. Yeah. And uh, we got to get in the one vehicle we were really excited about. That's the uh, Navara AT32 off-road package, which yes. is analogous to the AV Bison, where it's an aftermarket company teamed with uh, Nissan and and put a cool package together. This thing is a little bit of a lift. It's 20 millimeters. Uh, it's got some shocks. It's front got locker. front locker. It's got 32-inch wheels and tires or 30-inch mm-hmm. tires on a 17-inch wheel. It's got uh, fender flares and a snorkel and uh, a little nicer interior with contrast stitching. And a sunroof. And a sunroof. Yeah. But it's very cool. Uh, so we have had our eye on this thing all day long, and, and fortunately we're in it. So, uh, so excited. Uh, Emmy's been super excited all day long to uh, to get into this. I've been excited about camels, and I just saw a bunch of them. The only thing that looks as appropriate as a camel in the sand dunes is a, a Nissan Navara. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I can't wait to see the patrol out here too. The patrol is very cool. Yeah, they do really well in the sand. Pretty cool. And also this Terra because it's a little bit smaller and uh, a little bit lighter. Well, it's weight. based on this platform. Yeah, but but and it's a like a true four by four. Which it is, is awesome. with a transfer case, a locker. Yeah. And it's cool because it uses the uh, Frontier chassis and it has a five link rear suspension. As or excuse me, the Navara chassis yeah. has a five link rear suspension, which I would love to see on our next Frontier. Or hey, I'm just throwing out there for all of our friends at Nissan who are listening. Uh, upsized version on a Titan might be a heck of an idea too. Yeah, let's think about that. Hmm? <laughs> Hold on a second. Wait, wait. Let me just zoom into this clip. Wait. Yeah, let's think about that. Hmm? <laughs> that just became a new drop, didn't it? I'm going to lift that and then email it to her. Yeah, let's think about that. Hmm? <laughs> Sounds like the Cookie Monster. <laughs> oh, I love that. All right. So it's been pretty cool. So we're finally excited to be out here at the Sahara Sand Dunes. The, the- hey. Holman, no, no, no. There's an ant no, on me. No, there isn't. There's an ant. There was an ant on no. me just now. There can't be. I put freaking. We haven't had ants in here in like to two Emmy, months. Emmy talking about the Navarra, and I uh, and an ant crawls up my no, hand. I don't believe you. I refuse to believe that. <sighs> Back to the tape. All right, Sean is in the driver's seat of the Nissan Patrol. What I love about this thing is obviously that big 5.6 liter V8. So it's got a lot of power in the dunes. Um, this is the same as our Armada or QX. But um, it has a rear locker. It has a rear locker. It has a different suspension setup. Um, a little few niceties. It's also got more skid plates, all that good stuff. Um, I'd love to see the Armada get an off-road package with the patrol bits. I think that yeah. would be absolutely incredible because this thing is really cool. This is a, a, a Middle East spec truck too. Right. So although we did have an Armada on the Rebel Rally this year, and that thing went pretty far deep into the dunes at Glamis slash Glamis. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was really surprised. I'm not going to give her a pass on this one. It's not it, it, Glamis. It's Glamis. Yeah. I know. 
And uh, I was really surprised. And the thing and what they loved about it so much was they were so much room for all of their gear. Oh, yeah. And it went over everything. It went over stuff in Glamis. It went over stuff in Johnson Valley. And it did really well. And I don't I don't think she came away with any problems on the skid plate or any problems with the car at all. No, for being a fully independent suspension, this thing has great uh, wheel articulation yeah. and it's got good power. And you got to remember, this competes with the Toyota Land Cruiser overseas. Uh, the Patrol, I think, first came out in uh was it 51 something like that yeah, so yeah. it's it's been around for uh for a long time and uh it's you know one of the world's best off-road vehicles i don't know that we get the best version of it in the u.s yet but again if they took some of these patrol bits and put them on the armada it'd be a hell of a machine off-road i think it would probably be better than a z71 suburban or better than an oh, fx4 yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. expedition yeah because those cars feel really heavy this one i mean i can definitely feel the weight over let's say the navara or the little terra that we were in earlier oh yeah it's but heavy. yeah it is heavy but and even on these street tires it's been doing pretty good yeah, yeah it just it's got really good articulation and it soaks up the bumps and honestly the weight Maybe a little bit of a detractor in the sand like this, but in other places the weight's good because it keeps you planted. But yeah. it's a great, it's a great truck. Um, body on frame, it's it's a real SUV. It's got a locker. It's got a bunch yeah. of different modes. I I love this truck. And what I really like about being able to take this car right now specifically out into the dunes is that this is a stock vehicle. Like this is where you can buy off the Sherman floor. All these cars that we're driving right now, and people don't really realize how capable stock vehicles are. I mean, are they better once you get all your modifications on there? Of course, but you can still have a lot of fun and a lot of adventure with something that is just pure stock. Look at that Terra go up that hill, man. You go, little Terra, you go. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? 11. She's on 11. Hold on. Go, little Terra, you go. <laughs> How do you not laugh? I mean, seriously, if you're going to be in a foreign country with somebody stuck in a car, She's pretty entertaining. You could definitely do worse. <clears throat> Highlight? That hill, man. You go, little Tara. You go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have so many little sound clips from Emmy oh, when dude, this yeah. uh, show is over. We've got this super steep hill that we're going down the sand dunes. It's probably more than a 45-degree angle downhill. And another thing that the, this patrol has that these other vehicles don't is you can get two different kinds of front bumpers, one for off-road and one for on-road. So our approach angle isn't mired by having a regular uh, bumper because they've cut out the bottom of it. You go, let's go, VA power. Go right up over this, dude, right up over it. Yeah, buddy. It's so good. So all right, there's I another just... one right there. <laughs> Hold on a second. I got this one. Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> Dude, we're so we're using so it. We're All so right. using that. There we go. Copy it in new. All right, that means I save it as its own sound clip. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Emmy. You just you lined them up and you, we're just you hit them out, them out of the park. park. <laughs> it was so good. So good. And the transmission. I love how yeah. you can hear it. And the transmission is doing a really good job of keeping us in the right gear. We haven't really had to um, manipulate the transmission on our own. And then we didn't talk about we were in the Titan for a while, but we got kicked out of it prematurely uh, because Emmy was driving, I think. Yeah. So the Titan was awesome. The big V8. I think all the European journalists that are here are impressed because they don't ever get to drive anything yeah. that big and powerful in Europe. Um, maybe that powerful, maybe that big, but not together. Yeah. And so it's it was pretty awesome. Oh, and we're getting back into the Navara, which means I get to drive the Navara again. Yay! I just want every time that we want to pat ourselves on the back, mm -hmm. you know which clip to go to. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Emmy. Oh, Thank you for your pure journalistic goal. Yeah, you know what? It's not, but it's close. <laughs> 
I would agree. I would say that mounted parameters is a tier one drop, and yeah. I would say that uh, Emmy's probably tier two. Yeah, solid, I, but but not the not worthy of a hashtag yet. No, I agree. Okay. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'll enjoy that. No, she will. Or she won't. She gets, I don't nah, know. she's a good sport. <laughs> that hill, man. You go, little Tara. You go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? All right. So uh, I had a chance to talk to a uh, British journalist. No. I did. <laughs> uh, and I was kind of curious what his thoughts were from, you know, driving a Titan off-road. So it was kind of an interesting uh, conversation I had with him. All right. So uh, I'm sitting here in Morocco with uh, Benjamin Whitworth from Car Magazine. Benjamin, I'm really interested on your take on the Titan. So obviously we had a lot of international vehicles. We had the Terra. We had the Navara. We had the Patrol. But you guys don't get a whole lot of time in our big American V8 pickup trucks. And I really wanted to figure out what your take was, or what your thoughts were on it. Well, yeah, as you say, it's it's the first time I've driven it, and uh, it's the first impression is one of overwhelming size and 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 uh, and weight. That's what she said. <laughs> All right, so let's try this again in succession. You ready? First impression is one of overwhelming size and 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 uh, and weight. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, despite that, it has immense capability. Even here. In Morocco, where it, it he could have an IQ of like a million, sixty-five, <laughs> and yet with that accent, you just feel dumb standing next to oh, him, don't you? you? No, this this guy is a uh, is a legitimate uh, journalist, and cars like they're what motor trend. Overseas, what I'm saying right? though is the no, the accent. It's uh, it's kind of like, but it's sort of like a double whammy, right? Because. A, yes, accent, but he actually is smart on top of it. So I'm sitting there going, Duh, I'm from America, and I want to talk about trucks. And he's like, well, you know, let me, let me, have, would you like to have some tea? And that's like, shh, young man, let me school you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Morocco, where it's obviously, you know, driving across, across the desert is not sort of typical uh, work um, for for the Titan, but it just felt so supremely capable, and despite its size, even on the dunes, uh, it felt um, it felt really really on side. You know, immense uh, torque, very smooth uh, gearbox. It's something that, as Europeans, we might look at with a, a slightly sort of askance look. <laughs> but when you when you drive it and you imagine it in its natural habitat, it makes complete sense. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Like out here in Africa is not the place where you would typically see a crew cab V8 gas American pickup truck. And, you know, there's plenty of double cab midsize or one tons as the rest of the world likes to call it. And so you kind of think, well, if this truck can do the work, why do you need such a big truck, right? And and seeing it out here, it's what was the thing that surprised you the most? Despite its size and its, and its weight, it, it's sort of its agility compared to the, to the Navara, uh, which obviously is, is significantly lighter and smaller. It just, it just sort of just got on and, and did what needed to be done. You know, it just sort of knuckled down to the work. It was it obviously got slightly longer overhangs, but it just, it just kept up with all the rest and it didn't feel dramatically out of place. If I was to be stranded out here in the middle of nowhere, any one of those four cars that we, that we drove over the last couple of days would be absolutely ideal. But if I had a choice, um, Titan would be in would would be sort of towards the top because it just felt so supremely capable and yet also very comfortable a huge amount of room yeah. um loads of safety features and luxury features that you just wouldn't expect on something and and, and some really great touches in terms of its packaging and its design you really get the idea that a lot of people spent a lot of time thinking about how is this vehicle really used 
in terms of, of lockable storage uh, units and fold out um, uh, leg ups for the for the for the for the load bay. Yeah. You know, there's just a lot of thought that goes into it. It's not you you see a really big truck, but actually it's something that's been really well thought through with quite a few what I call delicate touches for something so big and and so heavy and it's funny because you know for us as americans we get in the mid-sized trucks and we're like man this is a novelty for us right and, and our mid-sized trucks are a little bit different than the, the world one-ton trucks and uh you know we don't have a lot of diesels just the chevy colorado in the states so you get in the navara and it's it's fun and it's playful and it's the right you know the right size but you forget when you get in the titan there's so much power it feels light on its feet it and and it just it just goes where you want it to go in the rear locker and we have Pro 4X trim out here. Skid plays, you're not worried about it. You just go and drive. Absolutely. Yeah, there was, there was nothing out there over the last couple of days where I, when I was driving the Titan where I thought, oh, this could be a bit tricky. You just thought, I'll just, I'm just going to keep up with the rest of the traffic. And then you just pointed it where you wanted to go and listened to what the advisors were, 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 were sort of telling you uh, what the best way to approach the, whatever obstacle was ahead of you. And it just went. It just, it just sort of said, right, done that, tick the box, got the T-shirt, let's go. What's next? So what was your favorite part about the Morocco trip? Obviously, we are out here and we're all mixed in together, journalists from around the world, different viewpoints, different things that we're used to, different regulations and traffic and driving styles. And yet these four vehicles, we've all had a chance to drive over this incredible terrain in an incredible country. Was there anything that was your favorite or standout about just the trip in general that, that you really appreciated? I always think that the... the the best thing about coming on launches like this, it, it's wonderful to to um, drive somewhere completely different in the world and drive different vehicles. But for me, the best thing is, is meeting different people because you sit with somebody for a couple of hours in a car from a different part of the world and you get a, a far greater understanding of, of why they're interested in, the, in that, that particular vehicle. And you get a different perspective on what's important for them as, as drivers and you understand about what, what their, their customer and what their markets are looking for. So for me, it's always about the people and then, and then just having contact with, with designers and engineers and senior people where you can speak to them sort of candidly on a, on a sort of easygoing, informal basis and, and forming those kind of relationships. Um, so to me, it's always about you know, meeting, meeting people and forging relationships. But you know, Morocco is, is something pretty special. It, amazing geography that's constantly changing. Um, you really get a sense of perspective in this place. You know, you can, you can be driving along and you know that for five or six hours in any direction, there's just, it's the same thing over and over again. So you, you really get a sense of perspective about your, your, your size in, in life and what's, <laughs> imp what's important yeah. and, and, and just how, how big some parts of the world can really feel, no matter how large a vehicle you're in you still feel sometimes really really small a, a sort of a moat of dust on a huge landscape and sometimes you need that kind of different perspective sure. you know i'm going to say this about benjamin smarter than us probably <laughs> yes okay good. so here i am with scott brady who's the publisher of overland journal which is if you guys are into overlanding and want to see like what's on the cutting edge of people not just in the u.s who are putting a like rooftop temp on their uh, Tacoma, but actually traveling around the world and doing amazing things, experience amazing culture. Check out Overland Journal. Hey, is that the magazine that's uh, big and glossy and it's a coffee table book? Yeah, it's like a coffee table yes, book. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh wow! I wanted to interview Scott. We're, we've known each other for a long time, but I think what's cool is I wanted his perspective on Morocco and then what he thinks about um, 
you know, the new Nissan vehicles and, and, and getting to drive some of the global platforms and maybe an environment that's a little more structured than what he's used to. So Scott's been on seven continents. Morocco is such a beautiful country and it, it's kind of uh, Europe's Baja, right? It, it, no, it totally is. Like we were talking that there are sections of Morocco that remind me of Baja in California, but also like the later sections of today and out by Irishidia, um, uh, where we are now, it, it's almost like a... Did you just curse? Do I need to bleep that out? Nope. What, what did you say? That's the name of the town. Irishidia, uh, where we... Irishidia... Uh, are you sure? Uh-huh. Oh, one more time. Irishidia... Uh, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> it might be my glamis. Uh, where we are now, it... I want to bleep it because it's funnier. By the way, um, <laughs> Scott Brady, uh, we kind of glossed over it. The only person I know who's been to all seven continents. We didn't gloss over it. You said it right there. He's been on seven continents. He has in his passport the South Pole stamp. Oh, that's cool. Which is freaking awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Like, that's a, you, you win a lot of bar bar conversations when you whip out your passport and it has Antarctica on it. You know the response is when you whip it out? Yeah, buddy. Irish, <laughs> uh, where we are now, it, it's almost like a Utah, like a, a Eastern Utah, Colorado sort of vibe. Yeah, you can see these mesas and the red sands, and it, yeah. and, it, and it's it's a super accessible place. It's very safe, but it's a totally different culture than what we're used to. Which, I mean, for me as a traveler, that's what I'm always looking for yeah. is that unique experience. And it was really fun to be able to travel into the Western Sahara. And I'd only been to Morocco one time before, so it was really nice to spend some time exploring this part of the world. And we also had the unique experience of the fact that it just rained here. So They said it was a 20-year rain, so we've had water crossings, and there's been no dust, and it's just, and the weather's been beautiful. Yeah, we actually had some mud that we dealt with yeah. today. There's mud in Africa, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, Holman, there's not just mud in Africa. You know what else there is in Africa? Oh, I'm well aware. <laughs> you did not do this. Yeah. Well, oh, no, you did Unfortunately, didn't. Oh, we did. No. Oh. Gonna take a lot and take me away from you. Oh. <laughs> See you with the harmony. That was uh, <laughs> four of us in the car singing, by the way. Emmy's looking at the camera, the hugging at it, going, ooh. Yeah. yeah I, and clearly she was closer to the microphone. I was driving. Um, but it was one you of those You had the hands up in the air. For, you were going for like, <laughs> like oh, and you were, your head shaking with a vibrato. Uh, like, we, we, had to, we had to, right? I mean, it, it's, how could you not? And that, by the way, was not the Weezer version. That was the original Toto version. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you did. Just to be clear. Okay. <laughs> so what was your favorite part of the trip? And then maybe what, what's your take from an American perspective on driving some of the global Nissan stuff? I think that Nissan did a good job with giving us a big variety of terrain to travel on. Yeah. I mean, the, obviously the capstone for the whole thing was driving in the dunes. So we got into the Western Sahara and some into the, some of the really big, massive sand dunes. Awesome, by the way. Yeah, oh, so, so bitchin'. So fun. Oh. And, and it's also a great way to experience um, these vehicles in a way that we normally can't. I mean, when you and I go out and test a truck, we're dealing with rocks, and we're dealing with hill climbs, and we're dealing with those typical, typical terrains, but it's hard to find sand dunes like that to really test a vehicle. So that was a lot of fun. And, and I think Nissan's doing a good job of maintaining this this kind of integrity towards their heritage, particularly with the patrol, making it still body on frame and, and having a large displacement V8 so it can c compete with a Land Cruiser, particularly in their main markets. But it, the vehicle did great. I mean, it had plenty of power, 
the independent suspension shined in the dunes. Yeah, you know, I, it wasn't a, you know, you typically, uh, us off-roaders, we like solid axles, and you don't like the variable gl- ground clearance of a all-independent suspension. And typically, most vehicle independent suspensions aren't really set up, at least on an OE vehicle. Race vehicles are different, but on an OE vehicle to, to work well. Yet, this is a long travel, um, you know, relatively speaking, with a, an incredible traction control system, a rear locker, center locking uh, transfer case when you're in uh, four high, or you can go into auto, and of course two speeds, so so uh, four low, and you're not you're not really losing any a ton of comfort, but this vehicle ultimately very capable, full skid plates, all that stuff. Yeah, particularly in the dunes. I mean, it it really did well given the size of it. And another thing I like about it too is that it does have air suspension, but it's not just an airbag. It has right. a coil and an airbag for assistance to provide it with maintaining the height of the vehicle. Uh, yeah, really nice truck in the dunes, and it did great in all of the conditions that we dealt with. But I really like that Navara, that yeah. that Arctic Truck 32. That's the one, Navara. one of my favorites too. And I kind of wanted your take, you know, knowing the Overland trends. Like, where do you think that truck fits in on the world stage? And then even if it were in America, how do you think it would be uh, accepted? Well, I I think. Nissan has an opportunity to to make that statement in the marketplace, right? Where if you look at a, a lot of the mo- more popular platforms, how well the Rubicon is done for years, and and most people don't use it to its cap- capabilities, but they like the fact that they could. Sure. And I think that that something like the Navara, this kind of a package, is such a great opportunity to bring in a larger tire proper skid plates, the possibility of a front locking differential. I, I think that five link coil spring suspension awesome. is awesome. Yeah. It's really nice for a pickup. And it's also not so softly sprung. The whole vehicle is, it, I like it's that. It's very taut. Yeah, yeah, very European, Germanic. Which you know, I like. It, which on road, it felt great. I mean, it yeah. was, you didn't lose any of the on road uh, handling or anything. And, and you still had all that off road capability. And going back to your point about, yeah, you, you may never use a Rubicon to its full potential. As you well know, when we're off roading, we may be going fast or we may be going down a trail and it's easy until you get to that one obstacle, whether it's a washout or, uh, you know, uh, rocks that have fallen and are blocking the trail or whatever. And you may only need that capability for 50 feet. That's right. And there you have it and then you're back. So you may never need it except for when you do, right? And and that's absolutely my perspective as a traveler is the majority of the time, it's not that difficult. But you get a good rain like this and things start to get washed out. And then you have to have that capability just to get back to civilization. So I I know that the the more remote that I get, actually, the more capable I want the vehicle to be. It may not be something that I use every day, but I I certainly want to have locking differentials on the car. I want to have the right amount of ground clearance. I want to have proper tires. and plates. All all of that. And it seems like these vehicles also have really great payload. Which is something for us in the U.S. We've we, we don't have this. right because we have. Uh, it's funny the manufacturers over here. These are all one-ton trucks. Yeah, that's right. But they downgrade the capability for better ride comfort in the U.S. because you have a full-size vehicle. Mm-hmm. But a full-size vehicle isn't always the right vehicle for a trail, and we'd like to have that one-ton capability totally. because overlanding, you're packing with a lot of gear with you. You do take a lot of equipment with you. And and the fact that like a typical Tacoma is like 1,100 pound payload in a pickup. Yeah, that's not very much. That's nothing. You yeah. put a couple you know, big guys. People in it, right. And you're getting really close. Yeah. So the fact that these are one ton, like one metric ton, so right. 2,200 pound payload capacity is significant, I think. What was your favorite part about the trip? I think my favorite part of the trip was just the unique people that we had along yeah, with us. Amazing. Yeah, we moved through the vehicles and we changed people that we traveled with and everybody had an interesting story. And I think for me that was the highlight, was just the unique people that we were traveling with. 
It's amazing that uh, in what we do in doing journalism and covering trucks and stuff like that and adventures, that the real story ends up being all the people that you get to meet and, and the cultures you get to see. And, and the bond here is really trucks and off-roading, yeah. yet it brings us to a, a more significant, you know, a cultural take on, on our experiences. Yeah, because experiences is what it's all about. Yeah, right. I mean, you don't want to buy a truck just to have it sitting in your driveway. Maybe some people do. But for me, I want to have a vehicle like this to go explore. Yeah, buddy! <laughs> all right, so we're finally on the sand dunes, and uh, this little diesel is awesome. And uh, we're side sloping, and there's uh, the dunes are actually in really good shape. Kind of hear the little diesel working. The suspension feels really good out here too, and lots of traction. I, I love the Navara size; like it's just it's, it's just perfect. Perfect size. It's a perfect size. Yeah, I, I'm really loving this truck. I'm hoping that uh, when the Frontier gets redesigned that they take some some cues and lessons. And then Amy's going high on the dune outside of the, uh, <laughs> what, what is apparently allowed, but who's going to stop us at this point? <laughs> and I do like that they have the course all marked out for us. Yeah, they have uh, like ski, uh, ski uh, yeah. gates that pulls up on either side so we can pretty much figure out where we need to go. Yeah. The, uh, the chassis of the Navara is super solid too. And can I talk about the steering feel on this? Like, I love this heavier steering feel. It's so much better. I hate trucks that have like a really, really light steering feel. Like a Honda Accord? Yeah. On, oh, I know, I know. Honda Ridgeline. Yeah, well that Ridgeline <laughs> Not a truck. truck. Exactly, uh, <laughs> thank you. All right, so once again, we have another guest who has proven her point. The Ridgeline is not a truck. Well, it's a great, it's the, the truck that most people need, that a lot of people need when they just want utility, but it's not a truck. All right, so now we have switched vehicles and we are in the Terra SUV, which is uh, sort of like their, um, I guess we don't really have anything in the US that'd be exactly like, I guess a forerunner, except this is a three row. It's based yeah. on the Navara we were just in, but this has the 2.5 liter single turbo diesel. And uh, it's actually surprisingly a fun little it's, dune car. Yeah, I'm really surprised because it spools up a little bit quicker and it gets to the flotation a little bit quicker. It, awesome. Yeah, it, it definitely floats. The chassis is really good. The suspension is a little bit softer. You kind of heard us going over the ripples. This is an amazing photo, by the way. We're stopping here. By the way, uh, photos of the trip we'll post on at Truck Show Podcast. Yeah. And then you spoke with someone kind of heavy at Nissan, correct? Yeah. Okay, let's play that. All right, so we are still in Morocco, beautiful Morocco, and I'm here with, uh, I guess, what's your title, Fred? I am the vice president of the North American LCV business unit. Okay, so like commercial vehicles, Fred yes. de Perez, and uh, Fred oversees the uh, Nissan truck business basically in, yep. in North America in the U.S. and uh, is responsible for things such as the Titan, the uh, the Frontier, Armada. the upcoming Frontier, the Armada. Uh, commercial vans. So as an American journalist, of course, I'm driving all the different products. I, uh, we're huge fans of the Titan, obviously, and we get to spend a lot of time in it. There's not really a peer for the Titan elsewhere in the world. However, there are some peers to some other American products. The Patrol, which the Armada is based on, um, the Patrol has a different um, suite of uh, technology and suspension than the Armada. One of the things that I really liked was the rear locker, the fact that it had full skid plating in the suspension. Do you think that we'll ever see an Armada in the U.S. that has some of the Patrol bits, maybe as an off-road package, to, to make a more enthusiast-focused or, or Armada to compete with uh, FX4 or Z71 or some of the other body-on-frame full-size SUVs? Yeah, and, that's, and that's, uh, that's part of what we're trying to do from a global perspective. We're, we're really uh, focusing on... Uh, the alliance, the power of the alliance, which is, which is Renault, Mitsubishi, and, and Nissan. For those of you that don't know, uh, we're part of an alliance. Do you notice the music in the background? 
<laughs> yeah, that we, they had wherever we stopped. Where, was it a mandolin? What kind of a what is that in the it, background? Uh, it was uh, wherever we stopped. They had like local uh, uh, musicians right. playing uh, indigenous music. This is on a Hollywood soundstage, isn't it? Yeah, this whole thing not, is though. just a it's sham. Just, it was amazing. You were out at Glamis. Glamis. Uh, Glamis. You were out at Glamis, <laughs> and 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 this whole thing is like the moon landing. It never happened. No, right? that's not true. I have pictures. Yeah, and but, a video of us singing Toto. Yeah, but I don't, uh, I think, hmm. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> and, and creating these global platforms that you can really, really take advantage of the strength of, of, of what you can put in these platforms and do with them. So, so yes, the answer is yes. Uh, obviously, you know, timelines are, you know, things we don't, we don't discuss. But um, the, our motto we have today is uh, a direct uh, descendant of the king of the desert. Right, the patrol. The patrol. And so I, I think, uh, you know, uh, the more excitement and the more authenticity that we bring to the Armada in the U.S. is, is good for the brand. It's good for Nissan. It's also great for our customers who really like that. Well, I think there's a need, right? There's a Absolutely. need for body-on-frame SUVs that can yeah. go a little bit deeper and get get you on your next adventure or take the family. And there's there's need for people who need more than a, a Forerunner or who need more than a Wrangler in terms of size or capability. And obviously, that platform is proven worldwide. I think having a taste yeah. of the Patrol and just how capable it can go even further was really exciting for and me. As you, and as you saw, you give up nothing in luxury. You give no. up nothing in technology. All you, you just get more. You don't yeah. really give anything up. So same same question. I, I think as an American journalist, there are two vehicles that stood out that one I was really excited and one I was surprised I liked so much. And those were based on the Navara platform, which is the Frontier's cousin. It's their, the overseas different platform, but same size vehicle, essentially overseas, a midsize pickup, which spawned the new Terra, which is a Chinese and Southeast Asia market vehicle. It's a three row SUV based on the, uh, the Navara chassis with a really cool five-link rear end. That thing rode great, had a rear locker, was awesome off-road, was so it much fun in the sand. It surprised me. It surprised Diesel, me. Yeah. It was so good. I, I feel like that could be or should be what the Pathfinder should have been in the U.S. And and I know there's other enthusiasts who would probably agree. Yeah, I think uh, we, I think we all agree that uh, we, we strayed a little bit from our heritage with Pathfinder just because, uh, you know, the market was heading in that direction a bit with the with the loss of minivans. Sure, we were yeah. replacing them with the, with, the, with the SUVs and the CUVs. But now we're seeing, we're just seeing the strong desire for especially American consumers yes. to get back to the roots of maybe not so hard hardcore rock crawling but certainly to that more tough capability yes, yeah. and capability at yes. least to be able to get down a muddy rutted road Absolutely. or get to your campsite or Absolutely. get down to the river to go fly fishing maybe you're not doing Moab and the Rubicon like you would in another brand but you could certainly get further and deeper and, and have your adventure take place uh, you know a, a little further down the road than you would otherwise and then of course the Navara Super impressed with that truck. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, there's lessons learned on that, that that will be applied to the next generation Frontier, which we know is not too far away. I love the Arctic Trucks 32, the AT32 version, which yeah. is like their ZR2 Bison edition. AEV and Arctic Trucks are both very well known in the aftermarket and OE quality. But with the AT32, it's a lift, it's wheels and tires, mm -hmm. it's... Um, better suspension and it has a front locker and so driving the Navara on 32 inch tires with better suspension front and rear lockers that thing was an absolute blast especially with the little diesel in it yeah no I, I'm glad you enjoyed it I think it gives you glimpses of what uh, is to come well I for one cannot wait it was really awesome to uh, to be here in Morocco with you and to drive all these global vehicles and also to be driving a V8 Titan in Africa I mean that, that's that's pretty it awesome get any better than that and, yeah. and, and you're driving uh, uh, scared the crap out of me by the way but it was, uh, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we may have uh, been in two wheels. Wait, what? What were you doing? Well, he was uh, our passenger because there's always a Nissan person with us to right. talk about the product and stuff. 
Did we, you almost roll it or something? No, no. God, no. Nothing like that. Well, then why were you... I know you drive fast, but... We're just driving fast. I mean, like we were driving was back the, in the Mojave Desert. What was the terrain? Uh, it was actually a wet, sandy uh, wash, and uh, everybody else was in four low, so we might have let the group get ahead of us a ways, and then we might have left it in two-wheel drive so we could hear that big old 5.6 V8 scream while throwing big, giant roofs of wet sand behind us. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, we 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 may have uh, been in two wheel drive and drifting through uh, riverbeds. I love I love your comment. Uh, they were telling us, hey, you know, we're the first wave of journalists to come through, and uh, these vehicles have to last for two weeks. And uh, and Sean's comment was, hey, these are high quality vehicles; they'll last a long time. So don't worry about it. Absolutely, our Titan has a five year, hundred thousand mile warranty. What's a few weeks in Africa, right? <laughs> That's fantastic. It was great having. What's so, a so few you, weeks in Africa? No, so you compliment him. You know, you're like, oh no, your your vehicles are built so well, though withstand my punishment. Pretty much. I how, love that. How else do you get to the boss to okay? <laughs> so it's funny because uh, the uh, we were in the Titan, and that's Fred's vehicle. Obviously, he's overseeing the U.S., and so he's like, if you want to push it a little bit, push it. This is my vehicle, and so then did he push it real good? <laughs> And the puns keep coming. <laughs> Sorry, salt no, pepper. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> From what? 1989. Let's talk about trucks, baby. Um, anyway, so then we get. <gasps> That's in. one of our new jingles, I know, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, let's talk about trucks, baby. Let's talk about you and me. We should do that. Okay. Uh, so then let's Emmy, not. Let's not. Emmy gets in the patrol, and she pushes it. Yeah. And Fred goes, um, "This one's not mine, so you might want to listen to them." <laughs> oh, so she did not say. Yeah, buddy. She got in trouble. They yelled at her over the radio. And uh, she may have passed somebody, and who do we see the person that she passed? Mm -hmm. Was the vehicle, the Navara, carrying our friend Brent Hagen in the back seat. So as we had to get back in line, they had to repass us, uh-huh. and Brent was sticking his finger, giving the shame sign out Ooh. the back window. <laughs> we were laughing. Ouch. It was pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I was going through some of this tape, and I had a question. What is this? The recorder yeah. was left on yeah. and was coming out of my backpack. I was hoping it was something like, uh, you know, scandalous. Nah. Yeah. What about this? Emmy has two speeds. If you don't like that one, you're not going to like the other one. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the logistics people uh, yelling at her to, to slow down, I think. <laughs> and then she said, yeah, buddy. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> All right, so that was your time in Morocco. That was pretty awesome. I appreciate you uh, getting that audio and sharing it with us. You're very welcome. And for giving us these wonderful new drops. Oh, the, the best part about this show is that it will live on in some form for probably forever. I love it. Hell, man, you go, little Tara. You go. <laughs> <laughs> you listen, Morocco was amazing. Nissan was a gracious host. I, I feel so uh, so blessed to have been able to be a part of that and have been invited. Uh, small group of American I wish they sponsored our show. I mean, because after that, you'd think hey, that um, they would be like, yeah, hey, they'd be like, man, no, we no, love your they, show. You did such do. great coverage, hey, Holman. Hey, the, yeah. Nissan does. Oh, they do? So here's the thing. You may be thinking, <laughs> oh, well, it's sponsored by Nissan, so you guys have to do this. Actually, this has nothing to do with the podcast. I just happened to be there and thought this would be a great, uh, a great podcast episode. And really, my takeaways are this. The Terra should be our Pathfinder because it's a body on frame, you know, forerunner-sized SUV. You said that on the tape. The Patrol. Mm-hmm. Should be our off-road package for the Armada. You said that as well. Uh-huh. Yep. And the Navara, please make the new Frontier that's coming a lot like that truck. Because that truck was very, very cool. Okay. And that's that's uh, Those are the takeaways. Those are the takeaways. That and the Titan was freaking awesome in Africa. Yeah. Yeah, I'm jealous. Holman, you know what time it is? Oh, it's time to dance. You email. Yeah. <laughs> I email. Do it. 
All right, you got an email over there to kick us off with? Sorry, I didn't print any out for you, so I'm going to have to read them all. Oh. But not until the song's over. <laughs> I'm going to fade it out. All right, here we go. Go ahead. Yeah, buddy! <laughs> you can, no, don't steal her thunder. Oh don't, 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 don't. So don't. good. You don't so get to good. say it. No, that's her. Did she? I can never say it on the show ever again? No, it's it's absolutely hers. You can never say, so, yeah, buddy! So are hers. you telling me that is in the uh, retired? That's like a jersey retired on the wall of the Truck Show podcast? We, we cannot say that out loud. Ever if again. If you need to say that, if you feel like expressing that, then cue me. Okay. Yeah, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's one from uh, James Sitka. Love the show. Hey guys, great show. Love the content and all the reviews and details on new trucks coming to market. Also enjoyed all the awesome guests you've had on the show. I started listening after the first Finnegan appearance and have since then listened to every podcast and have enjoyed every episode. I currently have a 2016 Ram 2500 Laramie with a Carly leveling kit on 35s that I plan on upgrading to the pin top kit in 37s next year. Love the suspension and would love to hear one of those guys from Carly or Thurn on your show to talk about suspension systems. I also have a 2005 Toyota 4Runner I use for mild off-roading and commuting to work. I took it on a trip to Colorado this year and had a great time. Keep up the great work. Also, left you a review on iTunes. Five stars! Sweet! That's, uh, from James from Texas. James Sitka. Thanks, James. All right, got one here from, uh, from Damien. Are you still parched? I am still parched. <laughs> I feel like I will take me months to uh, regain my water content. Okay. <laughs> All right, got one here from uh, Damien Lyons says uh, podcast. That's his. Uh, that's that's the line. whole. That's, that's the subject line. Uh, hey, fellas! I recently discovered your podcast and listened to a few of the new episodes. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of driving for work, and I've been binge listening for about a week now. I'm slowly getting caught up on the episodes. The podcast is great, and I enjoy every single one. The jingles were a little annoying at first, but now I catch myself singing along to them. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. I personally have an Ellis swapped C10 and would enjoy some more content on classic trucks. Keep up the great work. Damien Lyons. He says, P.S. Thanks for ruining my work truck for me. Every time I get in it now, <laughs> I look at how off the steering wheel is. <laughs> so do you think there's anyone that doesn't know that story yet because they may be tuned in to some of our later podcasts? So, no, you should probably know by now, you'd think. No, no maybe yeah. not. If they're new, they wouldn't know. So explain the situation. Uh, if you have a 18 or older Chevy truck that goes back, I don't know, 25 years or so, mm-hmm. look at your steering wheel. It is not centered on the driver's seat. No. I'm sorry to break you, the news It's not you. centered with your, with your unit. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely not that. And uh, unless your unit's off-centered. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's a difference. You got bigger problems. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Eric Anderson uh, sends us this note. Lightning and Holman. See, there you go. Yeah, thank you. I saw a Truck Show podcast sticker on a Jeep at the Offroad Expo and went back to start with episode one and just finished listening to every episode. Five stars! Ooh, five stars! Five stars! Sorry, he snuck in, you know, normally it's at the end, he snuck that one. Yeah, 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 I didn't see that coming. He said, I won't bore you with all of the commentary I have for the entire series, but just wanted to say thank you for making my commute a lot more entertaining. I love the episode with the guy from 4-0 Parts that worked at TRD, that would be Ted Moncure. Right. Says, I'm a truck, car, and speed enthusiast, but I do think there's a market and need for driverless cars. Commuting and traffic from San Diego to Los Angeles, my commute five to six times a month, doesn't constitute enjoyable driving. And I tend to understand and possibly agree with him, except slippery slope. Yeah. I included a picture of my first off-road truck, which had the same bed cage as Holman's Ranger, which I saw in an off-road magazine. That would be my old Project Range Runner, if you were to do a Google search on that. Uh, also included a picture of my new truck, a desolate motorsports-built 96 Bronco, which is sick, by the way. Let me see. Very nice. Let me see. Got the KCs on it. And red. Just a Just a nice-looking yeah, truck. That's a good-looking rig. Yeah. I also included a picture of my work truck. I drive the back of it. I don't. 
a work truck he drives. The- oh, his fire engine? Hook and ladder. Oh, <laughs> nice. Cool. He says, I did the fire inspection at 10, our, our parent company. Oh, uh, the Enthusiast yeah, Network. Now called Motor Trend Group. Uh, two years ago, was a fanboy walking around the hot rod garage. Keep up the good work. And XL, if you're still sending out shirts. I don't know if we, I mean, we are going to be sending out some shirts. Until I'm broke. Gone. I'm broke at the moment, <laughs> so uh, I don't have any money for the shipping. Uh, uh, but it is going to happen. It will commence again soon. By the way, mm-hmm. a bunch of you posted on our Instagram or tagged us and on our Facebook showing us that you had received your shirts. So keep those pictures coming. We'll uh, we'll start doling those out, uh, you know, on our socials when we can. But uh, we appreciate seeing you guys wearing them. And I'll be back up to speed before Christmas as far as sending them out. Are you going to be like uh, Lightning Santa? Yeah, maybe I will. All right. I like yeah. That. I listen. I have the uh, the middle. You know, the, the uh, bowl full of jelly. <laughs> is that what you call it? <laughs> well, your uh, your goatee is getting awfully white there too, <laughs> yeah, my friend. Thanks. All right. Uh, Ryan Matheson sends this one. He says, "Hello from Canada once again." Hello to Canada. He says, "Hi guys, still getting caught up. I'm on episode 22 now. You got a long way to go, <laughs> bud. Ways to go. Yeah. Uh, I listened to you guys on my 45 minute commute across the amazing Highway 401. Loving the show and the jingles. Now, wait a minute. Where's 401? Is that Northern Canada or Southern? I don't know. You want to look it up? I'm going I have to. No idea. He does say haha after it, so it must be a Canadian thing where they know Highway mm. 401 is uh, maybe not so amazing. Loving the show and the jingles, but not a fan of the annoying noises, buzzers, beeps, boos, etc. Uh, you know what I have to say to him? <laughs> <laughs> but he does say keep doing what you're doing. Okay, fine then. Says, All right. Was thinking. <laughs> uh, any applause for him at the moment? Uh, it's too big. Okay, the applause right, is much my, too big for okay, his okay, email. Yeah, yeah. He definitely not. Yeah, keep going. Uh, was thinking about your podcast. And oh, hey, his, uh, the Highway 401? Yeah. <clears throat> it is on the, it looks like it's the eastern part of uh, Canada. Okay. Uh, I don't know where that is. I don't have the faintest idea. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, he, keep going. <laughs> I'm glad you could bring us that geographical <laughs> knowledge is brought to you by Lightning. Yes. All right. He says, was thinking about your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the applause? His email doesn't deserve the applause? No, I was game show? It. Oh, that's I for you. the game show. Oh, right, got yeah. it, got it, got it. Because right. I had no info. He says, was thinking about your podcast for the fifth time. Can I continue with the email? Yeah. All right. And uh, and some truck stuff I'm interested in. I was thinking it would be amazing to hear from somebody from Bell Tech Suspensions or Sport Machines, as well as maybe an interview with a truck drag racer like Johnny Lightning with the Lightning Jet or Jimmy Dolan with the Yeti. Also, if you're ever in the greater Toronto area, so I'm guessing 401 is probably in the greater Toronto, Toronto area. There you go. In August, you should check out two shows. I love attending. Northern Showdown is a great one with a huge mix of all trucks from mini trucks to sky high lifted. Also for Holman, the Arthur Ford Truck Nationals would be right up your alley with everything Ford and Mercury from the early 1900s right up to brand new many, many bumps and dents. Thank you, Ryan M. Uh, yeah, so for people who don't know, Mercury actually had a line of trucks, the... Uh, the Ford, they did. Yeah, the Ford F Series was uh, were Mercury's M one hundreds back in the day. In the U S. In Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's kind of cool when you go to a car show or a truck show and you see a Mercury M one hundred. And wait a minute, could we? Can I've never seen one. Yeah. So if you Google it, it looks the same, but it's they were they were sold as a Mercury. Can we bring them down here? Do they yeah. not have emissions yeah, no, no. equipment? No, they're old enough now. Where uh, there's there's a bunch of them in the states. All right. It's kind of a kind of a cool thing. I'm in. All right, our buddy Trevor, who uh, emails us from time to time, says, I feel like there's a ton of talk about the super fancy off-road package offerings from the factory ZR2, Bison, Trailhawk thing, etc. When I was listening to today's episode and you dropped the price on the Colorado Bison for 48 it went, holy crap. Yeah. He says, I want to talk about the F-150. Yeah, yeah, I know it's like the top-selling truck, but did you know you can configure that truck with a 5-liter V8, 4x4 373 gears, an electronic rear locker, a... 36-gallon fuel tank, front diff, transfer case, and gas tank skid plates, towing package with remote oil and transcooler, and integrated trailer brake controller, and then 110-400-watt outlet right in the dash. 
All for under 43K. That's not a full strip bottle either. All power with carpet and sink radio. Did you see I said 5 liter V8? For that 5K you saved, you can throw on some Camberg 2.5 coilovers with their upper arm in front and 2.5 rears with a nice set of aggressive tires. That truck would out-tow, arguably outperform, and out-budget most of these other guys that you're talking about. Been a longtime Chevy and GM fan, but that's just hard to argue with. Chevy doesn't give you as many options to pick from when building a truck. The only thing that would make it better would be a manual shift transfer case option, and that came from our friend Trevor. Hmm. Ah. I'm glad he spent some time on the Ford website. Yeah, good looking out. I mean, that's that's good stuff to know. And then uh, we've got a, a couple uh, reviews here. Uh, we've got... Uh, it's not often that you can assemble your own whatever it is, you know, whatever the product is, and, and have it be less expensive and better than the fully packaged one from the factory. Sure. Or, I mean, it all depends on what your end use case is, right? So if you need to tow, the Raptor's probably not for your, you, but you can start with a standard F-150 and then, again, put Camberg or, or some other suspension on it and go do Raptor-like things and still have the towing capability. So it just depends, you know, what you're looking for. That's gotcha. the, the beauty of the truck world is you can you can make it however you want it. All right, so I've got this one from uh, Blue 1994 Great content, great guests, minimal suckage, the most the most accurate monitored parameters in the truck world. And that is a five, five stars. Nice. Jordan A. Jackson says, love it all. He says, I've been listening since episode two. I really enjoy what you're all doing. I look forward to every episode. Only thing that would make it better in my book is more attention to older trucks, 50s through 90s. I love second gen Rams, and there are a ton of folks with similar situations. Keep up the great work. And he says... Five stars. Sorry, we're talking to Ronnie from C10 Talk soon, right? Yeah, yeah. So we'll have uh, we'll have Ronnie from C10 Talk, and then we, there's some other stuff lined up that'll kind of get us into some of the older stuff as well. As yeah, well. we know that we have been a little um, classic deficient lately. Yeah, oh, that's I like that. So we are going to go not heavy, but we're going to give you some some ample samplings. <laughs> we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's whoever's available. We have a list of maybe 30 guests at any one time that we're working on, and it just kind of comes down to who can uh, slot in for which episode. So we are working on it. We have not forgotten you guys like the classic stuff. Right. Uh, here's one. Uh, Rob Fife says, K-Rock fan. Show's awesome. I love all the tech stuff. Can't believe anyone would trash talk Gale. The guy is a genius. Loved hearing about him. Keep up the good work. And he says, five, five stars. stars. Sweet. Okay, so you give me the buzzkill email to no, read. No, no, this no? is a heartfelt, heartfelt email. All right. Hey, guys, I'm an avid listener to the podcast and have been since the beginning. Today, I tuned in to the Adventures on the Trail episode. Hearing a portion about the Husky Memorial to the off-roaders was incredible. And while it's fun to talk about the fun and thrill of off-roading, we forget the stories of people leaving for great off-road adventures and yet not returning or returning severely injured. The father, who spoke about the loss of his eight-year-old daughter, broke my heart and touched my soul. I have lifelong friends who lost their son in a motorcycle accident on a family desert trip many years ago. Life can never be the same after experiencing this kind of loss. Kudos to those who created, maintain, and give honor to this memorial. Thank you for telling us about it and giving us this memorial the respect it deserves. Stay safe out there, podcast listeners. Well, that was uh, that was very nice. And from, you know, Jeech two three. You know what's awesome about that is uh, that episode you and I kind of argued about a little bit. If we thought it maybe was too somber, and we have had more uh, emails and comments and uh, people saying it was an awesome episode. Obviously, a little bit different style than what we normally do. But uh, you guys seem to have really responded, and we were just lucky enough to meet some great people out on the trail that day. I was, um, I didn't know I was going to end up there that day. It was feels pretty touching. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. I'm glad uh, glad you had a good experience, and uh, 
And so, uh, GH to three, thanks for the five stars. Great show uh, from JP five three one seven seven. Great show. I love hearing all about the truck news and people they interview are great. I own a seventy six F two fifty pulling truck and a seventy eight Bronco mud truck, an eighty seven F three fifty. What where he lives? I don't know. F three fifty diesel four door to pull them and a Ridgeline to drive to work. Stop saying bad things about the Ridgeline. <laughs> Not going to say bad things about the Ridgeline? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, and we by are. the way, uh, he did give us, uh, you know, five, five stars. stars. All right. Sweet. All right. Well, sorry, dude. And uh, then, <laughs> that, whole, that whole Ridgeline thing? No, yeah, not a truck. Great car, but not a truck. Not a truck. Uh, great pilot SUT. Yeah, and sorry about the buzzer sound effects for that other email. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the last one, a fantastic show from James9857. Great show with great guests and information on products, vehicles, and a whole lot more. Keep up the great work, guys, and thank you so much for five stars. stars. Sweet. All right. All right. And you know you guys can also call us at our new five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. If you go to our Instagram, it's in the – you put it, right, in the Instagram? Yeah, Did, absolutely. Okay, yeah. so you can hit the call button and it calls right to us. So. That's right. 657-205-6105. And, of course, you can reach us at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And, Holman, before we close the show, I do want to thank you for going to Morocco. I don't know why I'm thanking you for going to Morocco, because I would have easily done it you know, if well, they had asked me. You weren't invited, and I was, and I said yes. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> you were whacked out for like the, oh, you know, the next two days because of I started difference. my watch when I left Morocco and ended it at LAX. It was like 29 tr- hours of travel. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> that is brutal. But it was a good show, and I learned a lot about uh, trucks I can't have. So, so you good. should uh, <laughs> go right on down to your uh, Nissan dealer and ask them for things they don't offer. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the Truck Show podcast that you. <laughs> All right, you guys, send us an email. Tell us what you thought about the show, something you want to learn about trucks. You got questions? Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And don't forget the new five star hotline if you want to tell us a truck story, uh, something you see on the road, or whatever. 657 205 6105. And thank you to Decked for making the show possible as well. So if you're looking for a storage solution for your midsize, full size truck or van, decked.com. Are we good? Yeah, buddy! <laughs> <laughs>